0: hey what's going on atl peeps it's your boy Twan here Um, it's been a minute since we last connected Uh, me and nav just got off a zoom call and man we we discussed a lot we discussed the free agency period that is going crazy right now um and we did a little draft recap of um of last thursday um you know we talked about just you know, what Kyle Lowry meant to to the Raptors franchise and what the, the Miami Heat will look like um, with some of their new acquisitions. Um, we talked about the Chicago Bulls. We talked about the Lakers. Um, we talked about some of the moves that Masai and Bobby um, have done so far. And we did a little recap of the NBA draft and the, the surprise pick uh, of Scotty Barnes to the Raptors. So tune in. Hope you guys enjoy and take care. Peace. Hey, what's going on ATL peeps? Welcome to a special free agency and draft recap episode of the ATL podcast. Man, what a crazy and wild start to the offseason so far. GMs and agents spent absolutely no time throwing money at big time players. That we're looking for new homes as they collectively gave out $1.7 billion within the last 24 hours. And this past Thursday, we saw some of the world's best young players make their dreams come true. As we saw the NBA draft give new life and energy to some of the worst teams in the league. And of course, to break down all the action, joined by my, joined by my co-host and good friend, Nav. What's happening, playa?
1: What's going on, my man? I didn't know it was one point whatever billion in the last 24 hours, man. We always say it, the NBA never sleeps. There's been some really crazy transactions that have taken place in the last 24 hours. And even within the last three to five hours, a little bit, of a few interesting wrinkles, you know, sm- a few small additions that teams have um, acquired. And yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of, uh, I don't know, this shit's crazy.
0: Man, the, the, the amount of money that's being thrown out at some of these guys from, uh, obviously some all-stars at the top there, but even some of the borderline starters here is kind of ridiculous money. Um, and I know I, I was telling you how this kind of re- reminds me of the 2016 free agency class where all these guys got huge deals because of the, the big cap spike. And I'm, I'm thinking something similar is gonna happen in two, three years, some of these teams are gonna really regret um some of these moves uh but you know it's been crazy what before we get into all the draft talk and stuff I know you were uh up north this past weekend how was how was that how's everything going there
1: great man uh I was in Muskoka at Shona's uncle's cottage it was uh good rest and relaxation we were there from Friday till Monday and I gotta say just coming back home I felt pretty recharged um you know ready for the weekend that's ahead of us what did you get up to?
0: Uh, met up with, uh, some of the Asians went to, went to Grand Bend, there was like a little private, uh, beach that we went to, had a nice little barbecue, had a nice swim, got some sun, which I haven't, you know, had in or haven't gotten in a while. So that was good. And then, um, did a little bit of golfing yesterday, little mini putt, little, uh, driving ring action, driving range action. So, um, it was all good, man. It was a fun,
1: long weekend. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about Sherma's uncle's cottage is, you know, rain or shine, there's so much to do. So as soon as we left Friday morning, we got there before noon and it was beautiful. It was sunny. We just spent the entire day outside on the lake, on the dock, paddle boarding, swimming, um, because it's just, it's just such a beautiful cottage, even like outside. Um, mm-hmm. Inside, next day we had rain, the day after we had rain, but they got pool tables, dartboards, the Olympics were on. Um, we still went outside, we still swam, made the most out of it. So yeah, it was a great time.
0: Nice, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, nice, nice to hear that you uh had an enjoyable long weekend and sounds like a lot of people were able to travel up north too. So uh good to know. Uh but yeah, let's let's start the top of the show with probably the biggest news that um relates back to our own Toronto Raptors and probably the biggest news out of the the free agency market. Um, Kyle Lowry, who signed a massive three years, $90 million contract with the Miami Heat um, to join Jimmy Butler and company down in South Beach. Um, You know, I think we saw this coming um, probably a few months ago when, um, you know, when the Raptors were, you know, trading away Norman Powell, um, even though they held on to Powell at the trade deadline. Um, I think this was looming large for a while now so just what are your initial thoughts on you know this this move um what are your thoughts memories any anything you want to just talk about as we um see Kyle play his last game as a Raptor
1: yeah I mean I I think there's so much to talk about you know first and foremost I think you have to talk about his legacy nine years with the Raptors six-time all-star he's an NBA champion he's he's all he's been all NBA and Honestly, you know, I just gotta thank that guy for being responsible for the last seven or eight playoff appearances that I've been so fortunate to be a part of. You know we talk about it all the time. How spoiled we are as Raptor fans, you know, whether you're out in the first round, second round, conference finals, finals, the fact that you even get to experience that in the first place is a luxury. there's thirty two teams, you know it's not easy to make the playoffs. It's not easy to win championships and We've seen everything, and the one thing that I got to say about Kyle Lowry is throughout his nine-year tenure with the Raptors, he's been called everything under the sun. You know, we 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 witnessed his initial playoff experiences where, you know, he was shaky, he was erratic, he had no pulse on the game, and um, you know, whenever the Raptors won those round one or round two games, it was like pulling teeth. It was painful to watch, but. Um, as he grew, as he matured, he, you know, that experience just paid dividends and fast forward to 2019 and we're NBA champions because of his play in game six, you know, and I think we just owe so much to that guy as, you know, being able to witness all those playoff, playoff rounds in our mid twenties, we're going to have so many memories, um, that are, that he's the catalyst for, you know, he's responsible for all those memories, as, uh, as Raptor fans.
0: Who, who would have thought that when Jerry or, uh, sorry, Brian Colangelo pulled the trigger on, on draft day when he uh, got Kyle Lowry from the Houston Rockets for, I believe it was like the 13th or 14th pick, that, um, yeah, that, be, that became a big, that became a huge package for James Harden, that, yeah, Kyle Lowry, who was, I think, like 26, 27 at that time. He was like a borderline all-star, sometimes starting, sometimes being a backup. And then when he joined the Raptors, being a backup to Jose Calderon. And you know, that, that that relationship with Demar, um you know blossomed. And man, what a what a crazy nine-year run. Six-time all-star. Can you believe that? This guy became a six-time all-star uh in the second half of his career. So very similar to like a Chauncey Billups, um, that that we're, that we're seeing and um it's definitely sad to see um, him, you know, lead the team, but I think he's, you know, joining um, a very, very strong squad in Miami. Um, within the last 24 hours, they've bolstered their roster um, to be, honestly, I, I personally think they're title contenders. Um, the, a few hours ago, they just signed Mark Morris. They had P.J. Tucker sign right after Lowry, and they're keeping Robertson for another five years. They just gave uh, Butler five more years as well. So they are ready to fucking go. And uh, they're a strong team, man. So what are your thoughts on just the moves that Miami's made um, surrounding not only Butler, Lowry, but now they got, you know, they have Bam, they got Hero. Like, what, what are your thoughts on this, uh, that, that team so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a huge drop off from bubble heat to next, the following season, right? They made the NBA finals in the bubble and then they, they got steamrolled by, by Milwaukee the, the following year. I think a lot of that, well, a lot of that I think is, you know, Tyler heroes drop off and they also miss Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder left for Phoenix, but he was a huge part of their bubble success, making it to the finals that year. And I think PJ Tucker is a perfect, um, a perfect uh, replacement for a guy like Jay Crowder, a guy that's not afraid to shoot the three, even if he misses um, you know, those shots matter. The fact that he's going to be a weapon out there and be a decoy for some of their playmakers. Right. Um, Duncan Robinson, that, that contract for 90 million, that's a big contract in my opinion, but you know, if he's going to continue to make leaps in his game, then it, then it's going to pay different dividends for that team. It's going to be really interesting to see what type of Cal they get. I think that him, not playing as much in Tampa is going to be huge for the heat because I think that he's going to be well-rested. I think that in the last 12 months, he actually had the opportunity to rest his body Um, in the bubble. He was sort of dealing with nagging injuries and it's just the way that he plays, right? Taking charges, diving on the floor. They're going to be super gritty. They're going to be scrappy. I think just having Butler and Bam and Lowry on the floor at all times is going to be a problem. Right. And then you get to just decide on any given night who's hot Tyler hero or Duncan Robinson. So they, they definitely have a very comprehensive team. Uh, Marquise Morris is a huge get. He was so important for the Clippers. Um, he was so important for the Clippers in the, in the semifinals or sorry, the conference finals for the Clippers. Right. Yeah. He
0: had a, he had a very, he had a very strong series. Um, they stayed with his brother the year before. So those, those guys just have definitely been ma- making a name for themselves in the last two years and you know it's it's funny to see the, like, the value that Kyle Lowry has you know we, we we knew Chris Paul was a free agent we knew Kawhi Leonard was a free agent um but we kind of had a feeling that both those guys would stay um with with their current teams so it's it's funny that we were talking about a 35 year old Kyle Lowry being the biggest fish um in this in this free agent market and I, I don't think we can well, understate how how important Chris Paul's or CP3's performance this year impacted not only his contract, but Kyle's contract um, and Mike Conley's contract um, as well uh, for, for this um offseason.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see if Kyle if Kyle Lowry's in peak performance, like if he's in peak shape, if he's performing like Kyle Lowry 2019 or Kyle Lowry in the bubble, then yeah, I mean Miami's gonna be a really tough team to play against. So they're going to be really hard to watch. You know, one, we had the luxury of watching Kyle Lowry on a a Raptors uniform for the, for the past nine years. But you know, you listen to any of the media heads that might be favorable to another franchise. Like you listen to Bill Simmons, Ryan Sillo, they're big Boston guys. You listen to Stephen A Smith. He's a big, big Knicks guy. Lowry is a pain in the ass to play against. And I'm dreading having to play that guy in a, in a heat (laughs) uniform, because I feel like I'm going to hate playing against him. I'm going to hate him. Yeah,
0: no, we know how scrappy he is. He's he's the one who's always going to be looking for the charge. He's going to be playing dirty. He's going to try to climb over you, under you, whatever he needs to do to win. So um, it'll definitely be frustrating to watch that team kind of just, um, you know, have their way against definitely a younger and, you know, retooling, I would say Raptors team. Um when, when that when that time comes. But you know, the other team that made a huge splash um are the Chicago Bows. And they made two huge sign and trades with um the Pelicans to acquire Lonzo Ball and with the San Antonio Spurs to get former raptor um DeMar DeRozan. They also signed Alex Crusoe um as a free agent. So now their their big four is what Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan. Lusovic, Zach Levine, um, they're gonna score a lot of points. I'm not sure how they're gonna be defensively, uh, but you know, what are, what are your thoughts on another young team that's you know, re- recooling on the fly, and they're gonna be good, man. They're gonna get this. They're gonna be in the playoffs, no doubt, and they're gonna be able to you know get get experiences for their younger guys like Zach Levine, like Patrick Williams, um, and you know, what what are your thoughts on the moves that uh, the Chicago Chicago Bulls have made uh, so far.
1: Yeah, I think the only liability on defense is going to be Zach Levine, and you know that's I don't think that's going to change. Um, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, um, Vucevic, Demar Derozan—they're not you know they're not a list defenders, but they work hard, right? They work hard. Demar Derozan can actually rebound the ball really well. He can play both. He can play both ways. I think it's huge. You know, I think it's just kind of you know we just talked about the heat. Now we're talking about the bulls with, with healthy Harden and Irving, the Brooklyn nets, we're going to steamroll over the NBA. I still foresee that happening if they're healthy, Um, you know, Milwaukee, they lost PJ Tucker, which was actually kind of important for them, but I still think of Milwaukee and Brooklyn as the top two teams in the NBA. You know, I still see them making the conference finals, all things considered, especially if Giannis is making the leap that he's made. But for the Bulls, I think that it's just about the product. You know, they're one of the top five markets in the NBA. Um, Basketball is really big in that city. And I think that even though they're not going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, just having that product available is going to be really important for that franchise. It's going to be really important for that fan base. And look, they're going to be really, really good, I think. I think that Zach Levine, well, obviously we all know how well he played this past season and how well he's probably going to continue to play, but DeRozan is an extremely dynamic scorer and just having a three headed juggernaut offensively in Vucevic, DeRozan, and um, what's it? Levine. Like that's, that's serious offense. And then you got a guy like Lonzo who can just push the ball, right? Everyone knows how unselfish he is. So I think it's just it's a really good recipe for high scoring basketball. Like I think that Brooklyn, I f- I feel like the Bulls are going to be one of the top five offenses potentially in the NBA. You know, in terms of points per game, I think that that's sort of their ceiling if everything goes well.
0: I I think this this trade uh, for Demar is going to be huge for them because he plays very well with this team. We we saw like the evolution and the the growth of Lonzo Ball and his shot. He he was an extremely uh, efficient three-point shooter this year. Um, same with Levine. He became a very efficient player this past year. Uh, Vucevic will spread the floor. So Demar is going to have a lot of space to operate in the mid-range. Um, I saw a stat today that he was the best one-on-one um, play- player this year. He shot 55% with, with just one guy guarding him. So once once Demar gets to his spot, once he gets to the free throw line, once he gets to the paint, um, it's gonna to be tough, and again, he's grown in so much as a player um, ever since you know being drafted by the Raptors. He was such a raw um, athletic talent, but he didn't know how to play the game. But now he's grown so much. Um, we see him get triple doubles, you know, once in a while here something something that we never saw when when he was with the Raptors. So his all overall game has grown quite a bit, and I think just having him um, kind of being that that leader for that team is gonna be huge, especially taking all the learnings that he that he's uh, learned, especially with Pop and um, the Spurs franchise.
1: Oh yeah. They're going to, they're going to score the hell out of the basketball.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, the other team that I think made the biggest splash and not only by quality, like by quantity, but I think even quality, when you think about it um, is the LA Lakers. So not only did they make a huge splash um, in the offseason by trading for Westbrook, but I'm going to name off the guys that they've signed so far. So they just signed Carmelo um, re- reuniting with his, his butt buddy and LeBron. And then we got Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, Wayne Allenton, Trevor Reason, Kent Bazemore. So all these guys are good ro- role players. Some of them definitely pass their prime, but they're vets there. They know how to play. They've established their roles and they've established themselves in the league. Um, so, One, I guess my first question to you is what are your thoughts on the Westbrook um, trade and how does he fit in with LeBron and AD? I know there's definitely that weird positional uh, play there. And then just kind of the the, some of the names that I threw out there. What are your thoughts on their impact and who do you think is going to be, you know, the the most important player out of out of this free agent class for the Lakers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I. I thought it just kind of looked cool on paper, but I, I thought it was a terrible move for the Lakers, especially because they gave up all their shooting for Russell Westbrook. And the one thing we know about LeBron is, you know, when he plays with guys like Kevin Love, when he plays with guys like Kyrie Irving, when he plays with guys like Kyle Corver, when he plays with guys like, you know, the Morris brothers, um, J.R. Smith, he needs shooters around him. That's when he succeeds, right? And we've kind of seen him on teams when he didn't have that shooting and they look awful. You know, they look, they don't look very good at all. Um, Westbrook does not help the cause because Westbrook's played with Bradley Beal. He's played with Paul George. He's played with Russell, or he's played with James Harden. He's played played with Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook has played with so many superstars. And the problem with Russell Westbrook is not his athletic ability. It's not his ability to score. It's not his ability to pass the ball or rebound, right? He averages a triple double. The problem with Russell Westbrook has always been that something happens in the last five minutes of a basketball game where he tries to take over and he, he just becomes extremely unselfish, tries to do everything himself and they can never, it's not a good recipe when the game is close, Right. So I say all this because, you know, he's now playing with the King. Now he's playing with the best player in the NBA or arguably, you know, one of the best players in the NBA. If LeBron can influence him and ensure that he's the decision-maker late in games, that LeBron is the decision-maker late in games, if they've had that conversation, then this is going to work out really well. But if we're getting the Russell Westbrook that we know and that we've experienced, then I'm really concerned for how they're going to play. Because, yeah, I mean, shooting was my, my uh, worry for that team until they signed Malik Monk until they signed um, Kendrick Nunn, who took a huge pay cut, I guess. I guess details are going to follow soon, but now they're lethal. Like now they have those guys, like Malik Monk is a fantastic shooter. And if they can just, you know, if they can just figure out the right lineups late in game, stuff like that, then yeah, I mean, now they're, they're going to be really well, but do really well. But before those signings, I was really concerned.
0: Yeah. If, if, if Russell Westbrook can't figure it out with, by playing alongside LeBron James and AD, then honestly, I don't I, I don't know what to say because I, I I've been pretty vocal about my dis, displeasure for for him as a player. Um, I just don't like his the style. Obviously, he's he's played with all of those superstars that you you've named, and it doesn't hasn't garnered any success. Um, at, at all, you know, he's made what one Finals appearance with with the young OKC team, but you know, he's he's played with you know one A and one B superstar on four different teams now and they just haven't been able to um, get to where you would expect the team with a Westbrook and a, and a superstar to go to. So um, the, the one thing I will, you know, give him credit for is he's a great playmaker and facilitator. Um, but he but again, he, he plays best when he has the ball in his hands. And you also have LeBron James, who um, is probably the best decision maker uh, player on the floor at all times. So there's definitely going to be um a lot of heads clashing, um a lot of eagles clashing. So um I'm I'm, you know it's gonna be interesting to see if uh Vogel is able to um just be able to handle those personalities, handle all these vets, you know, all these guys obviously are um coming in here to try to win a championship, but there's you know there's we have Camelo Anthony, uh, you know, a guy that is top 10 in nba scoring in in the history of the NBA. And how is he going to you know come in and how is he going to come off the bench and you know, what if Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn get, gets a minute over him? Like, how much of a, you know, issue is he going to be um, in the locker room? So there's a lot of, you know, moving parts for for the Lakers. Um, they look great on paper, that's for sure. Uh, but we've seen kind of this, this Lakers team in the past where they got, you know, Kobe, they got Powell, they got Steve Nash, uh, they got Dwight Howard, you know, young Dwight Howard and still flamed out in the first round. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how, how this team develops throughout the season, how much rest uh, they'll get um, as individual players and how Westbrook is going to be able to, you know, just um, find continuity with uh, the rest of the guys there.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Carmelo, Anthony, Dwight Howard, I mean, it's not 2010, right? Like I think, I think, you know, these guys are pros And they communicate before these things happen. You know, there's due diligence between agents, between players and between LeBron James, obviously. Right. And Carmelo Anthony is not going to cause any problems in the locker room. He'll be gone. And they already know what it is with Dwight Howard. I think that they had a little bit of ups and downs with him in the bubble, but you know, LeBron was able to gal galvanize him. Um, You know, I think that you're, I think with Russell Westbrook, like it it might be at this point where enough's enough. It's, he might, we might just see like a leap in maturity. I think seeing Russell Westbrook off the ball would be lethal, especially with like him as a slasher, him as a cutter with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James, making those passes. Um, I think there's potential, you know, I think there's potential for Russell Westbrook to make some changes to a game, his game, similar to how James Harden did in Brooklyn, right? He's a completely different player in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm um so yeah I think I'll see I think these I think you know LeBron's gonna bring the mature side out of these guys and you know I think it's gonna work out
0: that's a good point with with the James Harden thing like Westbrook is obviously um like a basketball intellect and he has you know great basketball IQ and I'll, I'll I think that's gonna be if he's able to um you know change his game a little bit and kind of just be the distributor then um that that might be a very good fit for them but uh, from what I've seen from West Westbrook for the last, what, 10, 12 years, um, I'm not sure if that can happen, but uh, I wouldn't mind being proven wrong there. Um, Jeffs, you know, before we, we get into the Raptors, I want to talk about them a little bit, but are there any signings or trades that have surprised you so far? Um, and I know in our little group chat, you were saying like, how did how D Rose get the three years, $40 million, uh, but, but any other, Players that kind of just said whole, oh, like you kind of just like stepped back, like, oh, holy shit, this guy got a lot of money for for you know, a team that might not be in contention or a team that it doesn't make sense for them to to sign that type of player. So are there any kind of surprises for you uh so far within the last 24 hours?
1: Uh yeah, a couple. So I, I want to start by saying, What the fuck, New York Knicks? <laughs> like you you're talking about an organization that in the last 12 months yeah. did a 180. You know, they started winning. Um, the popularity back they started getting their popularity back you know they kind of changed their or their organizational structure you know they got some of those big names like worldwide west and leon rose they started to become cool again Ju- julius randall was having a breakout year Derek's Derek rose made a resurgence they made the playoffs it was i think it was the most it was the most successful year for the new york knicks in the last decade probably and one thing from an actual like financial standpoint was the Knicks looked really good financially for the next few years. They had a lot of cap flexibility and, you know, they were starting to make a name for themselves. Their big city. You thought, you know, they were going to eventually land a free agent, you know, maybe mm-hmm. not this year, maybe next, but they had the flexibility. And then they signed Fournier for $70 million. And then they signed Derrick Rose for $48 or $48 million. And they have completely sabotaged their financial flexibility for the next three years. And I, and because we're in the Atlantic division as Raptor fans, I don't care, but what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Hey, hey,
0: honestly, I wrote down the same thing when I was kind of just prepping the notes for this, because like it's, it's a balance here, like a, a team that's been in, kind of the, the bottom feeder of the NBA for the last 10 years, you know, since the Carmelo era. Um, and they finally found, like, a recipe that worked. So, you know, they had Julius Randle, they got RJ, um, they got Emmanuel quickly. And I think they were choosing between flexibility, like you said. Flexibility if, you know, there's a disgruntled player that wants to get traded or there's a free agent with the next two, three years. Or stability. And I think they chose stability. You know, they, they gave, again, Fournier that... Uh, Cornier and um, Rose, huge contracts. They gave you know, New Orleans Noel and Alex Burke $10 million each for the next three years. So they, they got four guys, probably making almost like 200 million dollars over three, four years. So that's a lot of money tied up to guys that you know aren't, I, I wouldn't even say that they're like top 50, top 75 players in the league, right? So I, I think they're just banking on um, Obi Toppin. Banking on Kevin Knox, banking on R.J. Barrett to develop, so that you know once that that uh, cap space opens up again in three four years, that those guys will be you know in their prime, ready to go, and they can sign a free agent. Um, That's my only thinking, honestly, when I saw these numbers and who who was involved, I was a bit shocked too. But I think this this free agent class wasn't you know that great. There wasn't a big name player that you know they could definitely attract. Like, it wouldn't have made sense for them to get Lowry or, you know, uh, the only player that I would see that made sense would like be a CP3. But, you know, again, that that's that's another story. But, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely shocked by kind of the amount of money and the the amount of years that each of these guys got. But I can, I can kind of understand a little bit, especially for a team that has been struggling for so many years.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, they see Evan Fournier and Team France beat U.S. and just get a heart on and then have to sign them to that kind of money. Like, um, you know, the one thing we've talked about before in this podcast is the luxury that big market teams have in terms of being able to roll the dice, being able to have big names fall into their lap and being able to be, you know, candidates in the buyout market. Right. Like, I just, I don't think that they needed to take it this far in terms of these very lavish uh, contracts for very insignificant players, but Hey, again you know it's it just has it says a lot about uh competency in the front office and i'm just i'm just thankful every day that we have some <laughs> of the best running ours
0: okay well let's 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 that's a great great transition uh, i to... say
1: the last one the last one it's again it's kind of part of our backyard is norman Powell. like i'm really happy for him but yes. you know it makes me wonder what's going to happen with that uh, with that team because damian lillard did make it very apparent to his front office that one of the things he would like to see, cause he's done so much for that franchise is make sure that they're signing guys that are going to help them win championships. And Norman Powell is a fantastic player and I'm really happy that he got $90 million, but kind of raises a red flag in my eyes in terms of Damian Lillard's future.
0: So I, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to add to that too. So first understand the grind, just understand that. And then second I think this deal works out well if Dane uh, stays, if he, if it isn't a minute trade and they're able to either rework something with Sage McCollum, either, you know, there's rumors about the Raptors looking at doing like a straight up deal with Siakam or, you know, maybe adding a piece or two or, you know, a straight up trade for Ben Simmons, uh, because it seems like that he would fit really well with the 76ers or even with the Raptors. So um if they're able to get another, you know, another all-star, um, to, to join Dame there. And then again, Norman Powell is only, still he's in the time of his career, he's 20, 20 years old. And he had, yeah, the, the best career or the best season in his career. And with almost a 20 point per game player. Um, and they're still pretty young. They still, they still got, you know, uh, Anthony Simons. I know, uh, Zach Collins, was signed by the Spurs, but they still have some like decent young players. Uh, so if they're able to make a move and, you know, I think there's some redundancy between CJ and, and Dame there. So if they can find a player of need and they've been a team that's been injured, you know, for, for the past few years, they've just had really bad luck with injury. Um, Nurkic is still a very solid center. Um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's been a great pickup for them from a few years back. Um, so, you know, they, they won't, they recently made the Western conference finals two years ago. You know, when the Raptors won, they were uh, the team that the Golden State Warriors had to beat to get to the finals. So it wasn't that long ago when they were a top four team in the NBA um, in the playoff picture. So I think if they're able to, you know, find, yeah, find a home for CJ and find a, uh, another player to come back uh, to help Dame and a little more compatible, then I think that Norman Powell contract and the amount of years makes sense. But he did get paid quite a bit of money that's a lot of money for Norman Powell. So, you know, good for him, former Raptor and, you know, happy for him, but man, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of money from in a lot of years, I would say for, for Norm. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, let's, let's transition right to the Raptors here. I just want to get your thoughts on some of the moves that they made. So, um, they re-signed Gary Trent Jr. to a three-year $54 million contract. So he was a player that they received back for Norman Powell. He was a, yeah, he was a restricted free agent, so um, they were probably going to match regardless. Um, they signed Sam Decker. That was the other move that they that they made today. Um, he's been he's been out of the league for two years, but you know apparently he played really well and shot really well out in Europe there. And then they also acquired Goran Dragic, uh, Precious Chua, and a second rounder for Kyle Lowry. Is that So, um, I. I that's. I think they're still working on the details with Goran Dragic because they're trying to look for like a third team to to either trade him to. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what the 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 structure of the deal is. Um, I I could be wrong, but I think that's what the the premise of that of that deal is. And um, they're still missing a starting center, so they don't have a starting center as of right now. They missed out on Rashawn Holmes. They missed out on Jared Allen. Um, I was hoping that you know they they throw a lot of money at one of those guys just to stabilize that center position that we saw how how important it is. Even though we want to talk about how, how, you know, how much this league is a guards league. Now we saw just the incompetency of some of the centers that the Raptors had last year. So I was hoping that they could fill that gap, but, um, they're still looking for a full-time center. Like Boucher isn't that, you know, he's a great, you know, first bag off the bench or playing out plays a power forward, but he's too small and senior as a, as a center. So, you know, just what are your thoughts on the Gary Trent junior signing um, and just the acquisition of Dragic Achua and a second rounder that, that we got back in the sign and trade for Lowry?
1: Yeah, I think, I think we got a bargain for Gary Trent, you know, he's like 22 or 23 years old. Um, his possibilities are endless. And if we have him for 18 million a year, I think that's going to be an absolute steal. I think that he's got potential to do some really big things in the NBA. Um, kind of scary to think that Aaron Baines can pick up his player option.
0: Oh, can he actually? Is, does he have a player option? No, he doesn't. Pretty sure he does. I don't think so, bro. No way. I think he does. It, no. I, I, okay. Well, I, I, I got to look at that again because I really hope he doesn't. Because,
1: But okay, uh, okay. yeah, no. I mean, we have a really, uh, we got a pretty big team, regardless of the fact that we don't have a center. When you think about OG, Pascal, um Ken Birch if we pick him up again mm-hmm. um Scotty Barnes precious yeah, Mishua, yeah. if we have him like we have a we have Nick Nurse's ideal roster composition you know so um hopefully the center position falls into to place but overall you know I like it I think that uh you know we did we got rid of the or sorry we took care of the biggest task that was at hand which was Kyle Lowry and Bobby and Messiah are pretty quiet right now and you know I think back to trade deadline when they were super quiet and we thought something was going to happen and nothing happened. But I also think back to when they were super quiet and then they ended up flipping DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. Right. So I think I really trust the guys in our front office. I think it's only been 24 hours. There's still so much, there's so much room to work with here. And my gut tells me that, you know, there's going to be a splash.
0: I I think so too. And I I think it's going to revolve around Siakam. Um, I think there's, you know, too too many. I, I, yeah, there's 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 too much smoke um, right now uh, out there uh, with reports with again connections to the 76ers and Ben Simmons, um, connections to Portland with CJ, um, and I, I think one one of these teams are are, are going to panic. One some some team is just gonna, um, you know, pull the trigger, and I, I think it might be the Raptors because it doesn't really make sense that they draft Scotty Barnes, another player that is, you know, probably nationally a four um, and, you know, playing behind Siakam and they're kind of in between now they got, you know, Siakam's probably too good of a player to, to, um, you know, be a lottery bound team uh, alongside Red VanVleet. Um, so they, I think they got to make a decision if they want to, you know acquire another big piece to make a you know a decent playoff run or do they just go young and trade siakam for for a younger player or for draft picks or you know whatever else is on the table there so um i, I think they will make a move uh, that's my chess um feeling about all of this uh but again the raptors have been qu- pretty quiet this this past whole year i think they're trying to evaluate they're trying to keep some flexibility Uh, within their cap space, because again, they, they, there's really no um, direction I I could see right now for them to be a competitive team for the next two, three years. They, they, they really hoping that uh, OG um, Barnes, Fred VanVleet continue to grow at the, at the pace that they're at.
1: Yeah. I mean, what about a guy like Buddy Heald? You know, what if uh, Sam Amick just reported that the that the Raptors are talking to the Kings about Pascal Siakam? Like, what about Sa- Siakam and Heald? I think, you know, even something like that, you know, would be a good fit for us. We could use that type of dynamic offense, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's hard to say. Like right now, if I were to, you can't really, you know, give a grade because there's just so much more, I think that's going to happen. You know, I think that getting rid of Kyle Lowry you know that probably took a lot of their bandwidth probably took a lot of their attention and their focus and now that's done I think that they can really get to work so I don't really have a opinion at the moment I think that you know my opinion of their their performance is gonna probably shape in a in a few weeks let's
0: let's quickly transition over to to the NBA draft um, you know, the, the, this past Thursday, uh, the Raptors made a huge, huge decision, huge splash in the in, in, the, in the draft by selecting Scotty Barnes out of Florida State um, over the consensus number four uh, prospect out of the draft in Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of Raptor fans were, were, were upset because, uh, Jalen Suggs was the, yeah, the consensus number four pick for, you know, probably the last year, you know, uh ever since the the end of the uh the NCAA tournament where where they lost in um the finals to Baylor. But you know, what what are your thoughts on that draft pick? I know yeah, there's a lot of shock because everyone was kind of set on Jalen Suggs being the um, you know, the the new you know, new point guard to replace Lowry. And now we have Scotty Barnes, who is a 6'8 um, forward slash point guard who can, you know, facilitate, play, make, um, rebound, run the floor, but he doesn't have a shot. And he's kind of that prototypical player that um, uh, Bobby and Masai have drafted in the past, um, you know, Allah, um, OG, um, Siakam, um, you know, that's kind of that that prototype player that they've, they, they've always looked to acquire so you know what are your thoughts on him being the pick over uh, the the fan favorite and the crowd favorite in uh, Jalen Suggs
1: yeah I mean for Scotty Barnes sake he dodged a bullet because the Magic have a ton of big men and if he was going to go into that franchise he was going to have a really I think he was going to have a tough time sort of making a name for himself and his career could have went in a completely different trajectory Toronto's a huge fit for him and I was obviously you know in the group I was I was shocked but I was also kind of joking around like he's got a seven foot three wingspan the guy the guy's a monster and I think again our front office isn't stupid and within the last 48 hours before draft night um, they put Scotty Barnes through an intense shooting workout they put him through a series of workouts and you know Nick Nurse has sort of alluded to the fact that one of his really good friends is on the coaching staff for Florida State so or uh, Florida State, wherever Scotty Barnes came from, Um, you know, these guys aren't stupid. This wasn't a hasty decision. And I think that, um, you know, in Scotty Barnes's scouting report, a lot of it was his personality, his contagious, um, you know, effort, his knack to sort of galvanize his team, the energy that he brings to his team, his players. And I think that it'll fit well with the Toronto fan base. I can see, um, you know, he's going to, he, I think he's going to be a really good fit for the team. And I think he's going to be a really good fit for the fan base. Um, I'm not too worried about his jump shot because if you see like a guy like OG and or Pascal Siak, I'm like, we can teach jump shots. You know, we've done it before. Um, you know, when I watch highlights of him and when I read articles or listen to other people talk about the type of player that he can be like, guys like Barkley come to mind, you know, like, you, you know, like if he does reach his true potential, like he could be a uh, franchise altering player and a force.
0: Yeah. I, w- I was telling one of my buddies who, who, who's like a casual fan um, about, you know, what, what I like, what, what I thought about the pick and like my, my initial reaction was obviously a little bit shocked too, because I was, I've been entrenched in, you know, reading up on all the big boards. Um, you know, this is probably the, the one, the one year that I, was very invested in, in the draft because the Raptors had such a high pick. Um, and you know, all, 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 all fingers were pointing towards, uh, Jalen Suggs being that pick, especially again with, with the situation with Lowry, but when you think about, um, you know, where the Raptors are at as a franchise, they, they have a, you know, a one B star in Siakam or like a third option in Fred Van Vliet, and they're just looking for that home run pick. They're looking for basically like the next Giannis, um, because you know what, what? are they gonna do as a smaller fran- a smaller market franchise? Um, and and they just took a swing at this guy who, again, not even a swing I would say, because he was a fifth number five prospect in a lot of boards. So he was just one he was picked one spot ahead of where people, a lot of people thought he would be. Um, but I I think honestly, if if he's able to develop that jump shot again, he's a six eight point forward. Again, you said 7'3", wingspan, um, freak athlete, um, great personality, um, and yeah, the Raptors have probably um, the best development team um, and coaches and staff in the entire NBA. We've seen them what they've been able to do with undrafted players, with the you know the late first round, late second round picks, and um, just just by watching how like freakish she is as a player. Um, it, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. He, he, he's a six man um, off the bench at Florida state. He, he was only a freshman. So he, he just turned 20 this week. I believe it was like yesterday he turned 20. So he's a very young player. Um, I don't think you're going to see the full potential of Scotty bonds until, until he's 24, 25. Um, kind of like where, like when Siakam uh, made that big jump as a player. Right. So there's definitely going to be growing pains and there's going to be a lot of casual fans saying, Oh, look at him. Like he's playing so poorly in his first, you know, first two years or so if he does. Right. So um, I, I just think it's going to be a project in the making, especially with his um, I wouldn't say it's a broken jump shot, but it's definitely inconsistent. Uh, but, you know, I'm leaving it up to our development team to um, to, to fix all of that. And um, yeah, we'll, 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 see what happens. I I'm, I'm encouraged by, you know, the, the, the route and the approach that the front office, Um, is taking, um, you know, just trying to get that home run pick. And I think that's what you need, especially when you're a team that isn't um, regularly in the lottery, especially not in the top four, top five. So you want to go with a guy with the highest ceiling. He definitely has a shorter or he has a lower lower floor than Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is going to be an awesome player, no doubt about it. I hope they're both amazing players. So we don't have to worry about, you know, looking back in hindsight being oh we should have picked him or that like if if hopefully both guys are great good for Orlando for being able to grab their their you know cornerstone franchise player because they've always you know had shitty luck with with being where they were at like they had to pick you know Bam or not Bam um, Mo Bamba they had you know Jonathan Isaac you know they got uh, Markel Foltz uh, like I'm wondering who else they got but they've struck out so many times in the in the draft so I'm hoping that um, Jalen Suggs can be a great you know floor general for them a, a great point guard to get to lead that team to a new new era of basketball
1: well he will and I think what's going to happen is after a year um, we're going to see Jalen Suggs have a really successful first year in Orlando because he has the keys to that team now um he's fantastic offensively defensively and who knows you know maybe even a rookie of the year candidate and I think what casual fans are going to say is look what we could have had right but again it's about the process and um yeah I mean we're going to look hopefully we look back at Scotty Barnes and say you know this guy came a long way and there's gonna be a time where he's you know you know in the all defense conversation and um yeah man like he he's he can guard one to f- one to five. I think that Nick Nurse is going to be able to do a lot more with him because Nick Nurse likes to tinker, get creative, stuff like that. Nick Nurse is going to have a lot more flexibility with Scotty Barnes than he would have with Jalen Suggs.
0: Yeah, 100%. I I totally agree with that. And yeah, I forgot to mention his defensive versatility. Um, Guys like Chad Ford, John Hollinger like, you know, the draft experts that have been, you know, uh, the, the mainstays within um, the mock boards and the big boards for, you know, ever since I grew up, they, they always, both of them had Scotty Barnes as the either number two or number three best prospect. So they, they kind of went off the board from like the consensus. So, you know, I trust them obviously a lot more than, you know, the regular, um, you know, the ringer board or wherever else. So um, I'm hoping they're right. Hoping Scotty Barnes can, you know, be a, um, an all-star within the next four or five, six years. And, you know, that's, that's what we should hope at hope for as a Raptors fan base, because honestly the rot, the roster isn't that great. Um, we got good young talent, but we don't have a superstar. We don't got a, you know, that next level player. And I'm, I'm really hoping that Scotty Barnes can be that guy for us. Uh, but okay, let's, uh, let's wrap it up Nav. Um, you know, we, we covered a lot. We covered, the crazy free agent market. We covered, um, you know, the, the bit of the draft here. Um, anything, anything you want to add on before uh, I let you go?
1: No, man. Like, it's kind of funny. I'm, when I wake up, the first thing I'm doing is reaching for my phone to just look at Woj or, you know, if I'm getting any sports or TSN tweets, because, you know, things are just going to sort of happen abruptly over the next couple of weeks. And I just can't wait. I feel like uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to come.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, for sure. The, honestly, the, the NBA is just so wild, man. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if there's a huge trade tomorrow. Um, there's still a lot of free agents still, you know, waiting for that contract. So, uh, teams can, can still look different, even though majority of the big, uh, the big fishes have been, um, signed up and, uh, scooped up by teams, but, um, there's still moves to be made and,
1: uh, yeah, the league that's the league never sleeps, man. It'd be nice to see uh uh Slovenia led by Luka Doncic, 17-0. Imagine he can imagine he can win uh a gold medal with that team. Wow, wow, if yeah, if,
0: if honestly, if he wins any medal with that team, that, that team was just playing the qualifiers like two weeks ago and they had to battle it out. And they, you know, they it's crazy. It's crazy. If this kid can win um a medal with uh a um, with that roster and, you know, population of 2 million, 2 million, people in Slovenia, um, that guy is going to be worshiped as a God. It, he, he is already, but, uh, for especially a basketball city or a country like that, um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I, I hope they do. I hope they can medal, um, either, you know, get that bronze, but, you know, it'd be nice to see him play either the U S or Australia in the finals.
1: I think it'll be really important for him too. I could see. You know, this year could be a, a big MVP push for that guy because he's always had a slow start. You know, he's always gone to the season very out of shape. Last last year, the season sort of started a lot quicker than a lot of guys thought it was going to be. He showed up out of shape. The year before that in the bubble, he showed up out of shape. Um, but Slovenia is keeping him active. or playing for Team Slovenia. I'm sure is keeping him active, keeping him in shape. And um, yeah, man, this guy, I could this is going to be a big year for him. What he's doing right now in the Olympics is insane.
0: Insane. No, I. Uh, it, it's, it's a pretty incredible to watch. Uh, but let's wrap it up on that. Nav, thanks for your time. I know it's late. Get home, man. Stop stop working so hard. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys soon.
1: All right, man. Good connecting with you. We'll All see right. you in a few days to our listeners. Appreciate it as always. Take care.